Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Good morning, and welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa, Behind the Wheel Edition. Today, my special guest is going to be you. You are going to be the passenger in my car as I travel across the state of Florida, where I just wrapped up some great meetings with our client and a few firms that they're exploring and they've made some of their decisions on. That was the last couple of days. A couple more clients on Monday. Had a great call with uh, another potential client up north during some of our meetings yesterday. I stepped out and I got about another. I'm literally driving from Tampa over to Boca to interview a new branch manager for our Boca office and look for new space. So it's going to be a nice day today. But I thought in this hour and a half or so that I have left, actually about 45 minutes I have left, I would just answer some questions that came up over the course of the last couple of days. And hopefully they help you. Hopefully there's maybe there are questions that you've been thinking about. And so in no particular order, one of the first questions came up last night, actually, about once you made your decision, what are the things that you have to do in what particular order once you've said yes to a firm? And some of the stuff is not like linear in terms of like you do this, then this, then this, then this, then this. Sometimes you're doing multiple things at the same time. So you're working on your transition. So you're mapping over, we call mapping over your accounts, different types of SMA managers and products and funds. And if you have any structured products, things like that. So you're mapping that stuff over with your new firm to make sure that everything's going to be portable. There's some of that that gets done before you make a decision to join. But for the most part, if you're going from a major wirehouse firm to a major independent firm, most of that stuff's going to get portable. But on occasion, there's a manager or so that maybe is not covered by the new firm. So what you do there, you look for an alternative. Most of the time, those accounts are going to move over in kind. The securities are going to move over. So what you're really looking for is a new manager to take over that's going to be similar to or exactly the same as what you're leaving. So that mapping is going to take place. But then you're going to be working with the transition team at the firm that you're going to. And you really need to follow along with their timeline. So when they say that you have to have certain documents back to them by next Friday, you want to make sure you have that stuff back to them by next Friday. They've done these before. They know exactly how to work backwards on hitting your target ETA on your move date. So you really want to make sure you follow their directions pretty closely. If you're on a team, you want to designate one person that's going to be primarily responsible for the transition because there's going to be calls all the time, sometimes multiple times a day. They're going to ask you questions about different types of accounts that your clients have, trust accounts, again, not disclosing any information on your clients, but the types of accounts at a client A, B, C, D, what kind of accounts that they have so they can start preparing some of the paperwork ahead of time for when you get permission to send that information out to your client. All of that is being done. There's opportunity if you have your support staff or some members of your support staff are involved and in the know with what's happening, getting some of their training done ahead of time 
can be very useful. They're not going to be able to do everything, but understanding the new systems will be helpful for them. Understanding some of the new processes will be helpful for them prior to them joining. Of course, you always want to want to make sure that the firm that you're joining is going to have some boots on the ground that'll sit next to your assistants, assistant or assistants, and helping them use the system, showing them what needs to be get done. So you work through some of that stuff. But ahead of time, getting some of your getting some of that training done, you should be learning how to use the system to some degree. But then on the same side, you're also, this is if you're going independent, you also need to be thinking about your new business and what is it going to look like? What's your team need? If you're a group, you want to be able to come up with the right team name that means something to you, be intentional about figuring out that name, think about it, brainstorm, what does it mean to you, what is it going to mean down the road, how does it describe who you are, not what you are, but maybe who you are and how you do things and how your clients are going to perceive the name, what does it mean to you, think of all sorts of talk about it out loud, like pretend you're introducing yourself to somebody and hey, this is who I am and here's the name of my company, what does it sound like? What kind of domain name are you going to get? So what does it look like on a business card or in an email or on a website? Those types of things are really important. So don't just flippantly come up with a name because you can change a website design. You can change business cards, a lot of those types of things. But you don't really want to change your name once you get that going and, and put that out there. That's one thing you should be working on with the firm. And you're doing that parallel to the transition component of it. Once you get the name, then you want to start thinking about a logo. What logo is going to represent you and your firm the best? So for us, as an example, our logo is night piece on chessboard. The reason why we picked a night is because on the chessboard, the night is one of the most, if not the most disruptive chess piece on the board because it can go in multiple different directions not just forwards and backwards, but it can go not just left and right, forwards and backwards, but it can go multiple directions, it can L-shape. So it's considered one of the most disruptive because it can go in all different directions. And that's sort of like our firm because we can take a client in multiple directions and the way we're doing business has been really been disruptive to the industry in terms of our consultative approach and not having a problem with and really making it part of our process making sure our clients are talking to multiple firms so that they can really get a clear understanding of what's out there, that's disruptive. And sometimes firms that we work with don't really like that. They don't want to be in competition, but I don't really care. And so that's why we picked the chess piece because we think it represents who we are really well. So clearly there was a lot of thought. I didn't just pick it. Just thought about who we are, what we represent, how do we do business? Why do we do business a certain way? So you have to think about that when you're coming up with your design. Some of the firms will help you with that design and they'll start asking you questions, sort of random types of questions. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be? If All those types of things. And they'll help you. Some firms are really good at it, some firms maybe not so much. Don't really ask a ton of people their opinions because you're going to get inundated with information and they don't necessarily understand anything outside of the industry. Website design. Websites should also reflect who you are. So once you get your name, then you get your logo design, which is also really important. Then you're gonna decide what is your online presence gonna look like? Because when you're independent, 
your clients are no longer going to the firm's website to get their information. They're going to be coming to your website to log into their accounts. So it really needs to represent you very well. You can go down a rabbit hole with designs and what does it look like, but you know it should represent you. The messaging on there should be clear in terms of who you are, what you talk about, how do you work with clients. Those are really important things. And having all of that on a website is really, really important. But a website can be changed. And what I advise my clients on is don't spend so much time. Like if you're stressed out about the transition and you really need to focus on that, you have a lot of clients, you're still trying to run your business, so you don't want your revenue to go down. It's okay to use a, I'll just call it sort of a static website. A lot of firms will have a basic website, web page for you to use. You just sort of sort of point and click and drop different components into the website that are pre-written already. They're all professionally done, but you don't have to have your fully customized website at the beginning. You can always use a standard page and then a few months later, once you really figure out what it's like to be independent and what you're really trying to get accomplished and what your message really is, then you can create that customized, beautiful website that you're really going to be proud of. And you can make it an event. You can make it an announcement with your clients that you know, you're really excited to announce the new website that drives more people to your website. You send out a newsletter announcing the website. Then it helps actually increase your followers. It helps increase engagement with your website. You want to put stuff on there in terms of market commentary or things that you messaging that you want your clients to know about. And you start to train your clients on going to your website for all of that content. For many wirehouse advisors, you don't necessarily want to train your clients to go to the firm's website because you're trying to create some relevance to you with your clients when they go to those websites, not the firm. Because the firm's going to put their messaging on there and what they want and subtly try to have your client feel like the firm is more important to their relationship than you are. So you want to just basically make sure that you're on top of that. But in terms of the website, don't overthink it. You can easily make that change. So that's sort of like what you should be doing after you've negotiated your deal. Once you've said yes, you start working on those things. And a lot of that stuff can be side by side. If you're going independent, you're going to be looking for office space. Work with your firm on finding that office space. Start looking around at buildings in your area that you think might work. Do what I do when I'm looking for a new space. I'll drive to that office location as if I'm going to work in the morning. I'll go there at lunchtime to see what the traffic is like. Because you want to see what your client experience is going to be in a given location. A lot of times, if you've never really thought about going independent until recently, you're not even thinking about that stuff. So you want to spend some time there if you have two or three or four locations. Understand what traffic patterns are. Understand what the parking is going to be like. Essentially, what's the client experience going to be like when they come to your office? So work through those things. In terms of office design, again, getting your book transitioned. So many of the firms can, will work with you on office design. We have a service that we can help you with that as well. But I go back to the website commentary that don't feel pressured. You have to pick out your office right away. You can just take temp space while you decide where you want to be. 
I've had many clients that they'll go take temp space for six months, even a year. A year goes by really fast. And then during that year, they really figure out, are clients really gonna come to the office? Do they need to come to the office? So how important is certain types of class A space or B space in different locations? Do you wanna spend above market to get into a certain building and is it necessary? Those are the types of things that you don't want to rush into those decisions and taking temp space, executive suite space where there's a receptionist and many times it can be less expensive, but even if it's the same price as your own space, it comes with all the furniture and you're trying to get a shorter term lease, you don't have to worry about signing a five-year lease or something like that and making the wrong decision. So just take that for what it's worth. The other component you need to think about when you're going independent is healthcare. And what's that gonna be like? And who's gonna do my payroll? And how does that work? Many firms want you to, you know, they're just gonna have you offload that. There are a couple firms that will provide that service for you. You can tap into their programs. But for the most part, you have to get your own healthcare. You have to run your own payroll. We're providing you a service where we'll do all your payroll for you. We can handle your healthcare. We are partnered with Paychex to run your healthcare now so we can do your HSA, you can do a 401k through paychecks, you can do a lot of things that provide a benefit to your firm and your employees. And so we handled that for our clients because we felt like that was a service that we needed to provide beyond your helping you make the transition. So that kind of thing is not that hard to implement. You're going to want to start really thinking about that a month or two before you make your move. Because as you're talking to your support staff folks, one of the things that's going to come up in that conversation with them, when you decide to have the conversation, they may not say it outright, but they're thinking about it, is what's going to happen with my healthcare plan? And I have, my husband is sick or my wife has an illness. Am I going to get coverage? Like that's the kind of stuff that you have to be conscious of. And so having an answer to that will make them feel more at ease in this new transition. Because for the most part, you're not telling them until later on in the game, you'll take care of those things. Those are the types of things that you get to be thinking about before you make the move. Hope that helps. There's so much more that I can keep talking about, but I think that covers a lot of stuff. I'd be happy to answer more questions for you as you may have some things. If you're going through a transition and you're not sure what you should be doing or not doing, you can give me a call whenever you want. My number's 856-316-4653. Or you can shoot me an email confidentially at Frank at EliteConsultingPartners.com. You can always DM me at franklarosa.elite. I check my Instagram messages and my LinkedIn messages. Well, my LinkedIn is franklarosa. On my Instagram and Facebook, happy to answer any questions you have. My goal is to bring content to you, real-life content that comes up with talking to advisors all the time. And just if I can answer your questions, because if one advisor has that question, I'm sure there's a lot of advisors that have the same questions. So I appreciate everybody listening, keeping me company during this drive, almost about 25 minutes away. Don't forget to go to Apple, wherever you're watching, you know, subscribe and like, leave comments, share. If you are an advisor and you're not making a move, but you know you have a buddy that is, feel free to share this episode with them. Hopefully it helps them. Transitions nowadays are much, much easier than they've been in the past and have ever been because technology, DocuSign, all of that stuff. So I hope if you're looking to do a transition, reach out to us. We'd be happy to help you. I have arguably the best team out there 
we're proud of how we do things. I spent the last couple of days here with clients and it's the most rewarding when we're at dinner and we're becoming friends with our clients. That's one of the most rewarding things. So not only do we have a successful decision made today or yesterday with our client, but we made new friends. That's how we feel with our clients. We're hugging each other, beginning of a relationship, you're shaking hands. By the end of our relationships, we're hugging our clients because that's the kind of relationships that we want to have with our clients that are long lasting, which is why we got into payroll, which is why we got into providing benefits because we want to be with our clients all along the way because we care about them and we want them to have the very best advice possible whenever they need it. We do technology, we handle all their technology services, all of those things that give a client stress and anxiety, we can handle for them because we don't want you to have stress and anxiety. So anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.